Amen. Well, why don't we all stand to our feet? Amen. We're going to direct your attention to the book of John, chapter 7. Amen. Pray that the little guy is okay. Amen. Is he still feeling sick, brother? He's okay? Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 7 and verse, just a few verses, being verse number 37. <clears throat> Amen. It's a, it's an honor to have the Pena family again with us. Amen. They are here a couple weeks ago, but uh, we're honored, amen, that you're here again. Uh, they say it's always a compliment when somebody will come back a second time. And so we, uh, we're thankful, amen, to have, amen, the Pena family. Amen. And the, the family has grown through the years. Amen. Uh, our family has grown. There's four of us boys and, and from my mom and dad. And uh, there's grandkids now. And, and then uh, you, we used to go to church uh, back in the day in San Jose with, uh, under the pastorship of Brother Moses Gutierrez and, and brother, Elder Brother Tom Pena. Amen. Who's uh, the dad of Sister Nancy and, and uh, Tom, Brother Tom. Um, had kids and now there's grandkids and great grandkids and uh, the Bible says that happy is that the man hath, hath his quiver full of them. Amen. So there's 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 happiness, amen, in the house and we're thankful, amen, for what God's done in the Pena family. Uh, John chapter 7 and verse 37 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, that's a capital S, referring to the Holy Ghost. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Amen. So if you're saying, I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ... Amen. You should be receiving the Holy Ghost. It's a promise for you today. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen. And I'm, I'm going to preach this morning just for a few moments on rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Would you set your Bibles down one more time? Would you lift up your voice? and would, Let's pray aloud together. Let's lift up our voice and ask the Lord to speak to us today. Let's do that right now. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be here. We pray today, God, you would anoint every heart, every mind. We pray today, Lord, for your spirit to have its way in this place. Use me and anoint me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to be your vessel of honor. I pray you give everyone here today a receptive spirit, a receptive heart that hears your word and receives it today, Lord. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. John chapter 7 tells the story. If you take the time and you read the entire chapter, it tells the story of various happenings during the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, we see this in verse number 2 of this chapter, number 7. Uh, and through a reading of chapter 7, there is elements of division and doubt that are working against Jesus uh, from his brethren and from his own countrymen. 
There is spirits of division and doubt that are working against Jesus. Amen. And trying to get him to doubt his identity and his his ministry. Uh, They could not get over the, the fact that because they knew Jesus and they knew where he came from. They knew him from when he was a little boy and they saw him grow up. And they knew all about him. They couldn't get over that fact. And therefore they could not believe that he could actually be the Messiah. The one that would come and deliver the Jewish people. And bring salvation to that nation. The saying that we read in the opening. uh, The saying we read in the opening verses uh, of our text here today. Happened on the seventh day of this feast of tabernacles. And it was designed to commemorate the entrance of the Israelites into Canaan land. We know from the Bible that Canaan land is a a type of promise uh, land to the people of God. It was the fulfillment of God's promises to the Jewish people. And when they would enter into Canaan, they were entering into the promises of God for their lives. And the Feast of Tabernacles was commemorating that grand entrance into the promised land. It was also symbolic of the arrival at the promises of God for a people's lives. It was usual on this day for the people to go under the guidance of the priest to the fountain of Siloam where a pitcher was filled with water. And they would bring back with joy to the temple. It was symbolism at its finest. They were drawing water out of the wells of salvation. As the prophets would prophesy about in the Old Testament. And the Feast of Tabernacles was symbolizing to the people. About drawing water out of the wells of salvation. It was symbolic of entering into the promises of God. And that sustenance that would provide Amen. Uh, They would uh, satisfy the thirsty and the hungry soul. Uh, This represented the drawing water out of the wells of salvation. This usage probably suggested the figure used by our Lord in his address. And this this very uh, chapter and these words uh, uttered from the lips of Jesus was a fulfillment of prophecy by the mouth of Of the prophet Isaiah who said in Isaiah chapter 44 and verse number 3. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. And floods upon the dry ground. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Amen. If you're here today and you're thirsty for God, you're hungry for more of Him, there is a time of refreshing that is in this house today for you and for me today. And the Bible says, uh, uh, furthermore in Isaiah 44 and 3, that also it would be floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my Spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. This happening also fulfilled the, the prophetic word of the, of the man Zechariah in chapter 14 and verse number 8. Amen. Also talking about what God was fixing to do. 
And so when Jesus uh, began to uh, work his way, if you will, through the the, the time clock of John chapter 7, in these seven days, they were uh, his brethren were, were doubting his identity. And the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, amen, did not want him to take their authority away. And so there was opposition to the man, Jesus, rising to the scene and uh, fulfilling that destiny upon his life. I'm here to tell you today, when you get ready to do the will of God, there will always be people that speak against you. There will always be people that remind you of your past and say, I still remember what you was like before you came to the Lord. And if you were once an alcoholic, you're always going to be an alcoholic. If you were once a drug addict, you're always going to be a drug addict. And there's nothing that drives me crazy than hearing people that have come to God and say, I'm an alcoholic still. I've been clean and sober for 40 years. Hey, when God changes you and God saves you, He gives you a new identity. You don't have to identify anymore as an alcoholic. You can claim saved, delivered, and healed by the power of God. But there will always be people that say, I know where you came from. I know what your past was like. I know what you was doing uh, yesterday. I know what you was doing last year. I know your past. And they'll try to knock you off course before you can ever step foot. And sometimes it's not even just other people in the world. Sometimes the devil speaks to you and your mind condemns you. And you say, how could God ever use me? Because I once was X, Y, and Z. And therefore I can never rise to the occasion. And in this chapter number 7 of uh, the, uh, the gospel of John amen there was division there was strife there was the Pharisees unbelief amen that weighed heavy against Jesus hallelujah but uh, what Jesus began to uh, speak in John chapter 7 and verse 37 through 38 was he began to quote the scriptures when the enemy comes against you amen and begins to speak things about you tries to condemn you you need to get back to the word of god and say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world hallelujah and it was at the conclusion the bible says the last day that great day of the feast the Feast of Tabernacles that Jesus, if you will, had had enough of the naysayers and the doubters and the dividers and the sowers of division. And he stood at attention as they were drawing water out of the wells. Uh, they were drawing water from the pool of Siloam and they were taking it back to the temple. He saw what they were doing and he knew what it symbolized. They saw it as uh, mechanics. They saw it as just a simple ritual. But Jesus saw it and said, when I set that in motion, here's what it meant. Amen. Here's a promise that I meant it to fulfill one day. And Jesus stood as they began to draw water from the pool of Siloam in buckets and take it back to the temple. Jesus stood and he cried out with a loud voice. He got everybody's attention. His, his countrymen, his brethren, the, the religious leaders of the day. And he began to cry out. The Bible says he stood up and he cried. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. 
If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly, out of the innermost part of his being, shall flow rivers of living waters. There shall be rivers of living water. Amen. He began to speak. Amen. The first words of his, his cry that day was, if any man is thirsty. If any man has recognized their need for something that this world cannot offer. Is there anybody here today that is still thirsty? Amen. We've said it before. It bears repeating to the Lord comes. Only the hungry get fed. You've got to have a desire in your soul that says, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I want what God has for my life. The thirst of the human soul. Who can deny the power of that thirsty human soul? This thirst is deep-seated in the nature of man and of woman today. It manifests itself in the many forms of restless activity by which men seek to satisfy their aspirations. And here we see the powerlessness of the world to quench this thirst. The powerlessness of the world to quench this thirst is an indication of that godly appetite put in every man's soul. Brother Tom, you probably remember my dad's testimony from years ago. He would say, before I came to God, I had to keep going every single minute of the day. I had to go from one party to another, from one club to another. I had to go from one woman to another. I had to go from one vice to another. I had, I had to stay busy. And when, when nightfall would set upon uh, the day, uh, I had to find the after hours. And I had to dance and I had to keep my mind busy because of all of the, uh, the pain. And, and I had to feel that void in my heart because a life devoid of Christ is a life that, that has that big hole, that void on the inside and something is going to fill that void. Amen. But the only thing that satisfies the void is the Spirit of God in a person's life. Hallelujah. He who drinks at a cistern will find that the cistern will eventually run dry. He who draws waters for he who draws the water from the pool of Siloam will find that one day the water from the pool of Siloam will become bitter and foul. Hallelujah. But if there is a thirst in your heart, I'm here to tell you today that only, as the song says, only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only He, amen, can quench your thirst. Only He can make you whole today. Say, well, that's that's all fine and dandy, preacher. Jesus didn't stop there. He said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. Let him come unto me. In other words, you have got to get out from where you are and go to where he is. To come unto him is to leave where you are. To come unto Jesus is to leave the place that I currently am in right now. 
If I'm going to make my way, amen, uh, to the, the street, then I'm going to have to leave this building to get to the street. Or, or vice versa, if I'm going to get to the house of God, I've got to leave the street and where I am. There is a departing of one place to have the arrival at another place. There must be in every person's life a departure from the old that you might get to the new. That is why Jesus said, if you're thirsty, get out from where you are. Make your way down to where I am. Because I've got something that can satisfy your soul. There is only one who can satisfy the thirsty soul. His name is Jesus. Someone say praise the Lord. Lord. You've got to leave where you are to get to where he is today. The problem is, is so many people want to stay where they are and still feel the Lord. And God says, you've got to stop that lifestyle. You've got to come out from among them and be separate. You've got to leave the things that you've been doing. The people today that have played around with the old sins of their past are no longer living for God because they could not let go of the old. Even though there was something better on the other side. It's sometimes it's so easy to think that uh, the current state in which I'm at is the best it's ever going to get. Because the world tells you this is as good as it gets. The world will tell you this is as good as it gets. Amen. But when Jesus begins to enter into your life, it gets better and better and better. Hallelujah. The things that I left to follow after Jesus. Amen. They pale in comparison to what God's blessed me with today. But if I would have held on, amen, with that tight grip and said, I'll not let go of the past. I'll not let go of my present that I might get a hold of my future. I leave things on the table. He said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink and drink. I was talking to Brother Josh just a few days ago. We were sharing some memories. Amen. A message that we heard years ago. Amen. And a man of God came through the church where we were at and began to preach about water. And as I was preparing, that came back to me. The preacher began to take a water bottle with him throughout the church and began to talk about the value and the potential of that water bottle. He said, uh, this water bottle is no good unless you pop the top and take a drink. It's no good unless you pop the top and take a drink. Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. Leave where you are. Take of the cup. Drink. Amen. Don't just come unto him. Let him fill you up today. Let God's spirit fill you up today. Get involved. Get full of the spirit. Nobody goes to Costco. Walks to the back aisle of that store. And grabs a case of water bottles, brings them home, and sets them on the shelf on their, in their china cabinet for display. Nobody gets water bottles and puts them in a china cabinet and says, look at my water bottles. Amen. Aren't they beautiful? Look at that water. So pure, you can see your reflection. Wow, what a beautiful water bottle. Yeah. It's no good unless you drink that water. 
What we're talking about today, amen, there is a cry going forth to this people today, even through the, through the media today, there is a cry going forth. Jesus is speaking, if any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and get a hold of what I'm talking about today. Drink the cup, amen, let me fill you with my spirit, let me change you on the inside, let me transform your life. Don't just get a hold of God. Amen. Let God get a hold of you. Don't just come to church and hang around what God's doing. Let God move inside of you. Hallelujah. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said. Mark chapter 16 and 16 says, He that believeth, and the connection is made to baptism. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. It's not just in the believing alone, but there's connection when you're baptized. Hallelujah. Then there's connection further when you're filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. As the, the writer would continue to say, These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. To believe on him, as the scripture has said, is to repent. Is to say, God, I believe. God, I'm going to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. And God, I want to receive that Holy Ghost in my life with speaking in tongues. If you're here today, you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. We have water. We can baptize you today. If you're here today, you've never spoken in tongues. This is for you today. God wants to fill you with his spirit. Amen. And this, this is a promise. Amen. This cry in John 7 and 37 to 38 is still going out today. The, the, the Lord began to speak in middle part of verse 38. He said, out of his belly shall flow. Amen. This is quite some language that he uses but he uses those words to, uh, to exemplify, to show that from the innermost part of your being, there's going to be something that flows out. Out of the midst or out of the heart of the individual. Amen. When I fill you up and, and you drink of the cup and you're filled with my spirit, you'll find that out of your innermost being, there's going to be something that flows. There's going to be a life-giving supply that comes forth. Because when you get his spirit on the inside, you get a limited potential. There's power in the name of Jesus. You see, what does that look like? A few days ago, while visiting with my brother and in his home, amen, he, we began talking. He began to say, well, I didn't even finish go praying up in my room. So he, he left. We were there hanging out, fellowship, and he began to pray. Amen. A spirit of prayer began to move into the house, just hanging out with friends and family. And it wasn't long before my brother went to his room to pray. Then my dad and I said, well, let's go pray as well. And it wasn't long till just, just a few moments later, everybody in the house was praying, speaking in tongues, worshiping the Lord. Because that is what God has intended it to be like in your life. A river that flows from the innermost part of your being. God wants to lead. God wants to direct you. God wants to have the final say in your life. The river of the Spirit began to flow. And we just jumped in and said, God, I want to be. I want to be involved. You've got to jump in. You've got to say, 
well, I, I don't want it to pass me by. I want, I want God to touch my life. You've got to yield yourself to it today. Yes. Here in a few moments, we're going to have an altar call. We're going to invite people to come to the front and pray. And to pray this into their spirits. And to pray that God would bless them and fill them and strengthen them for the week ahead. There is a river that's flowing. It's incumbent upon the people here today. To say, I'm going to jump in and get involved in that flow. We have the San Joaquin River just a a couple miles down the road here. You jump into the river. In the middle of the river, Brother Nathan, you're not going to stay there very long. Because there's a current. It's going to take you wherever it wants to take you. It might take you under. It might take you further downstream. It might take you upstream. depends on what time of year it is. But it'll take you somewhere. And you've got to be okay with that. Or don't jump in. When... God's spirit begins to move. You got to say, God, wherever you take me, God, I'll follow you. God, direct my steps. If God says turn right, go right. If God says jump, you got to jump. If God says take a leap of faith, you take a leap of faith. You follow what God is speaking to your life. Some people say, well, I don't like that. It feels uncomfortable. It feels awkward. Amen. God has your best intentions in mind. The word that was used in the latter part of verse 38 was out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. A river, a deeper study of this word in the original language implies a torrent or a flood that we read about even in the book of Isaiah. This word is used to express abundance. Abundance. A river of the Spirit. What is a river? You know this? All rivers have a starting point where water begins its flow. The source is called a headwater. The headwater can come from rainfall or from snowmelt in mountains, but it can also bubble up from groundwater or form at the edge of a lake or large pond. The other end of a river is called its mouth, where water empties into a larger body of water, such as a lake or ocean. And along the way, rivers may pass through wetlands, where plants slow down the water and filter out pollutants. Amen. But every river has a source. Amen. Where it comes from, where, where from it comes the power of that river and the force of that river. And if we will allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives, amen, as a river of living water and flow through our lives, we will find that if we're connected to the source, uh, the, the supply of this river, amen, there is power when you begin to be connected to the King. There's power when you're connected to the source today. The water that flows in rivers, studying rivers a little bit more, is called fresh water. It's called fresh water, meaning that it contains less than 1% salt. However, rivers still carry and distribute important salts and nutrients to support plant and animal life. For this reason, some of the most biodiverse habitats on our planet can be found around rivers. God used the term rivers, they meant to describe what should flow from His people today. 
Because everything around the river, amen, you just studied geography. Everything around the river is bringing with it life. It's bringing with it agriculture. It's bringing with it transportation. It's bringing things with it. It is a blessing to every area of society. That river that we call the San Joaquin, the Tuolumne River, the Great Mississippi River, the Amazon River, the Nile River. They're blessings to their world. They're blessings to the land around them. And God said, I want the church to be known as a river. I want the church to be that river of the spirit. Wherever all the areas around that river is blessed. Everywhere that sister Dee Burroughs goes is going to be blessed. If she'll let the river of the spirit flow through her life and work through her life. And let God have full control of her life. Everywhere that sister Dee goes, she's bringing blessings of God. She's bringing the salt of the earth. She's bringing the nutrients. She's bringing the blessings of God. But you've got to let the Spirit of God flow through your life unhindered today. So many times we think of the Spirit of God as a lake or a dam or a reservoir. And we want to dam the water. We want to control the water. Don't flow here in my life. Don't flow there in my life. You're controlling the Spirit of God. But God didn't call you to be that way. He said you're to be a river of the Spirit. Wherever you go, Brother Thomas, you go home today or tomorrow and you're driving along that 101 or whatever freeway it is. It's to be a river of the Spirit. Every stop you make, every step you take, God wants to put His hand upon that path. God wants there to be things that flow from your life. If there is not an inhibited flow of the Spirit, it will bring blessing to your life. It'll bring blessings to your life. He chose the word rivers. You're to be a blessing to your world. You are to let God lead you and let God guide you in every area of your life. There is a power of a river to carve out new possibilities. As the waters begin to surge through the San Joaquin River, and it goes around bend after bend. The pressure exerts itself upon that bend. And if there's enough water pressure, it will break through a levee. It will go where it wants to go. It will carve out new possibilities. And as you let the Spirit of God work through your life, God will say, go here. I'll help you push through that wall. I'll help you change your destination. I'll help you change your family tree. Your family does not have to always be cursed. Your family does not have to always be impoverished. Your family does not have to always be addicted to some medication or some drug. Or just uh, to just be nothing in life. But if you'll let the Spirit of God lead you, it'll push on some areas of your life. And you'll say, God, what are you doing? God says, I want to give you a prayer life. I want to work through your life. I want to bring you back change. God, let your spirit flow through my life. God, have your way in my life. Work in my life. God will speak to you. 
God will bump up against things in your life and say, I want to flow through your life, but this obstacle is blocking the flow. Get rid of that sin. Get rid of that lifestyle. Get rid of that dress and that attire. Get rid of that language. Get rid of the things you're looking at. Begin to come out from among them and be separate. I want to flow in your life. There's hindrances. But if you'll let it flow, Sometimes people, I've seen people come back to God and say, I can never live for God again because I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to give up this and I've got to give up that. Forgetting that the Spirit of God is a river. God will help you. God will work in your life. If you'll let the Holy Ghost begin to work in your life, those seeming obstacles and areas of your life, you say, I don't know how I can do this, do that. The Spirit of God begins to flow. And Sunday's over and you've gone home and you're tempted to turn on that, that TV again. Sunday is coming gone and Monday's here. And you're tempted to, to pick up that pack of cigarettes again. I, you, you go home and you're tempted again to pick up that, that material that you know you shouldn't be looking at. And, and there, there's the temptations to call the old, uh, the old boyfriend, girlfriend that's not in church and to see if you can rekindle some romance. And, and the, when you begin to pray, <laughs> you begin to say, God, just work in my life. I've got all these things tearing at me, all of these things pulling at me, Lord. Work in my life, God. I want the Spirit to work. Help me with my unbelief. Help me with the areas that I'm struggling with in life. Help me with all the issues that I'm fighting with today. That Spirit of God begin to strengthen you. Begin to work in your life. Hallelujah. And those things that pulled on you. And as one songwriter said, that magnet of the world that pulled on you. And it pulled on you and it pulled on you. Suddenly you find that the magnet of the world doesn't have the drawing power it once had because God has given you strength. His Spirit's flowing through your life. Hallelujah. Rivers are powerful in many ways. Rivers, as an article that I found all about rivers in my, my study preparation for today, it said that rivers feed communities. They support economies, and they are one of the most productive ecosystems on the planet. They can also provide electricity to millions of people through hydropower. Uh, and the value of free-flowing rivers, he began to talk about. Amen. Free-flowing rivers are a fundamental resource for the world. Rivers represent less than 1% of the Earth's surface, but are among the most productive and the diverse ecosystems on the planet. Amen. Nearly half of all fish species on earth can be found in rivers. And hundreds of millions of people depend on food produced from rivers that are free-flowing. Free-flowing rivers, they drive the productivity of floodplains and deltas. Amen. And these ecosystems are the most important of freshwater fish harvest around the world. Amen. Jesus used the term out of your belly, your innermost being. When you get the Holy Ghost, there'll be something that speaks forth from the inside. Amen. But this will be life-giving to all the world around you. 
Hallelujah. 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 Sister Nancy, you can walk into situations in your family, in your neighborhood, and if you got the Spirit of God working way down deep, and it's uninhibited, and it's free-flowing, it will bring change to your world. It is the will of God that the river of the Spirit be free-flowing in your life. There is power, potential in that Holy Ghost that's inside of you. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me today? Some of the famous rivers mentioned a moment ago. In America is the Mississippi River. That's over 2,000 miles long. And it is the largest in the United States of America. The Mississippi River, the mighty Mississippi. It has provided transportation routes to many ships through time. The Nile River in Egypt, Africa, is the longest in the world at 4, 000, over 4,000 miles long. And it has provided sustenance to the land of Africa. They even worshipped it. It was so powerful. In South America, you have the second longest river in the world at 4,000 miles long, the Amazon River. And they say it's the largest in mass of the amount of water that flows through there. It may not be as long as the Nile, but it's bigger than the Nile. Those rivers provide resources to the world around them. God wants this church to stay connected in the spirit. Let God fill you. Let God renew you. Let the Holy Ghost flow through your life. When you don't understand things, you don't have all the answers, you say, God, just let your spirit work through my life. If I could just get to a place of prayer and allow God to work in my life, God will help me. The souls, I've been around mighty men of God, and they're men of prayer. And I hear them speak. And everything on their lips, Brother Josh, is blessings and encouragement and strength. And it's, I believe in you. The potential you've got. God's good. He's so faithful. And there's sweetness pouring out from them. Because they're connected to something that's bigger than themselves. And when the church gets full of the Holy Ghost, when the church gets connected to the Spirit, your lips will reveal that flow of the Spirit. From your lips, you'll begin to speak things. And the world says, wait, what did you just say? Well, you're not angry at me. You're not spiteful. There's no venom in your lips. God wants there to be in this church rivers of living water. A flow of the Spirit. And it is living water, which is life-giving water. 
I'd like for us as we close to just lift up our hands where we're at today. I'd like for us to reach out to the Lord and just talk to Him for a few moments. However you do in your own words, I want you to open up your mouth and talk to Him out loud. Jesus, my soul is thirsty. My soul is thirsty today. I'm hungry today, Jesus. I want what you have for my life. I pray, God, your will be done. If you're thirsting today for something more, reach out to him right now. Come on, there's a river of the Spirit in this house today that's flowing. There's a river of the Spirit that's in this house today that's flowing. If any man thirsts, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me. Let him get out from where he is and make their way down to where I am. And let him drink of the waters that I'm going to give him. If any man is thirsty, let him come and drink. And out of his belly, out of the innermost part of his being, there's going to flow a river of living water. I'm going to provide for him. I'm going to sustain him. I'm going to lead him. I'm going to guide him. Would you lift up your hands today? Would you reach out to him today? Jesus, we're lifting up our voices here today. Lord, our hearts, Lord, are open to your voice, your word. Come on, I don't think Brother Nathan should be the only one at this altar today. I think that there should be a few more that make their way down. If any man thirsts, let him get out from where he is and make his way to where I am. And may he grab a hold and drink of the waters of life freely. Revelation said, whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, whosoever will, whosoever will, let him come. Come on. Whosoever will, let him come. Let him leave where he is and make their way down to where I am. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. This gospel is still for whosoever will. This gospel today is still for whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, let him come. Jesus, Jesus, fill this church today. God, I loose in the power of the Holy Ghost upon this group of people today. Jesus, I loose in the power of the Holy Ghost upon this people today, Lord. I loose in the Holy Ghost. I speak liberty. God, I speak, Lord, life upon your people today. Come on, would you help me today? Would you lift up your voice?